And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Look, many of you have asked, and I just want to say no. I, I can't answer all your emails and tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram posts and parlor posts. So I'm just going to answer you here on Chewing the Fat. Uh, the Rembrandt that sold the 8 by 6 portrait, self-portrait of Rembrandt that sold for $18.7 million at the virtual auction the other day was not me. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. So stop asking me if it was me because it wasn't. <laughs> So, holy cow, really, uh, I mean, there were some serious prices going on for some paintings. The woman in a red hat from 1927, somebody paid $28.9 million for this painting. Um, the painting is nice, I would say. Um, I wish that I had $28.9 million to, what's the word I'm looking for, waste on this painting. Uh, my daughter has many paintings that are as good or better than the woman in a red hat from 1927. And then we had the uh, Mediterranean Sea View from 2017, the, Bank, the Bansky. Uh, that, I mean, I, I like it pretty. Would I spend the money for it? No. Five other works sold for over $10 million. A bronze sculpture of a female figure by Alberto Giacomati uh, fetched $13.8 million. Uh, there's some people that have, uh, you know what, too much money. There's just, you know, people have too much money. They don't know what to do with it. So I'm going to let these people know that I have art for sale. In fact, I can have art created for you, specifically for you, for less, less than the money you spent on these paintings at the, uh, the Sotheby's virtual auction. Uh, if you spent... Wow, $28 million on the woman in red painting from Pianjur, Miro's Pianjur, a femme a chaparrage. Um, believe me, we'll create great art and a lot cheaper. Just call the Fisher Art Galleries. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's an offshoot from chewing the fat art galleries that doesn't create things as beautiful as Fisher art galleries. I mean, we can get it to you for well, I'll just go out on a limb, a couple million bucks, and we'll do your house, and it'll be beautiful, and it'll fit right in. In fact, if you are the person who purchased the woman in red, I'm sorry, the woman in a red hat. For $28.9 million. For another couple million. Uh, we can have some paintings for you. That will highlight. The beautifulness. That is. Femme a chaparrage. Uh, 
that you spent $28.9 million on. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. How in the world are you? Happy, 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 happy Friday. Right? (laughs) Right. It's the 31st of July. 2020 for those of you listening and watching live hello i'll wave to you it's good to see you you look great i don't let anybody tell you you don't and i'd like to welcome you to the show uh if you're listening to this right now and you are not a subscriber to the show please subscribe it's really simple you choose a platform let's say spotify or itunes and you bring up chewing the fat with jeff fisher and then you subscribe (laughs) it's not that hard and then you can you know be a proud person that listens to this podcast for free all right you don't want to be a freeloader because if you're a freeloader if you're listening to this and you're not a subscriber to the podcast you're a dirty rotten scoundrel freeloader now if you're a subscriber you're just a person who's smart and is listening to this podcast for free (laughs) right Right. So, did you see where uh, we got to get? I've got some story. I mean, we're backlogged. It's Fat Pile Friday. I'm going to start digging through the Fat Pile today. This week, you know, every day is just a compilation of stories that we try to we try to get to as much as we can, and yet the fat still grows. I mean, it's like <laughs> it's almost like you try to lose weight and yet you keep gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you you exercise and you you eat right, and yet you still lose. You still gain weight. You don't lose any weight. So we're going to try to lose some weight today. Try to get rid of that fat pile just a little bit. Where uh, Barbie, uh, of course, had to respond because you can't not respond if someone like Donald Trump Jr. tweets about your dolls, right? All right. Now the Barbie. Uh, the Barbie world, uh, Mattel, uh, has a new Barbie 2020 campaign team, Barbie dolls. And by the riveting, riveting dolls, you're going to want them in your collection. But Don Jr. tweeted, voter Barbie must be a Democrat because she's already wearing an I voted sticker. And yet she's got another ballot in her hand. <laughs> rim shot, rim shot. So don't be pointing out things that are, don't start bogging people down with facts there, Don. Uh, So, you know, it was just a little joke. But, of course, Mattel has to reach out. They can't just let it go. Just be it. Just let it be the joke. Let the joke hang there. Right? Just let it be hang there. No. Cannot have that. Uh, A Mattel spokesperson. Uh, said Barbie is not and has never been affiliated with a political party. <laughs> really? Uh, I, and I would almost argue that point, but we'll let that go. Barbie has always encouraged girls to stand up for what they believe in and shows them they can be anything. <laughs> uh, and the rep also added, this doll set highlights a range of leadership roles to pique their interest in shaping the future and raise their voices from the podium to the polls. It also provides a tool to allow families to have conversations. And what we need in real life, this is me now, not the 
spokesperson. Uh, what we need is more conversations around important events and cultural moments through play. <laughs> yeah, we we do get that, uh, Mattel. And it was a joke. And it also proved, I don't know, factual that your doll has the ballot and an I voted sticker. Just, uh, you know, you might want to put an I voted sticker on one of the other dolls. And, uh, you know, the ballot on with one of the other dolls. Just a thought. But no, that's not the, that's not the case. So we have to comment about it. So just know that Mattel is on top of it for you. And they've never been affiliated with any with any political party. And they've always encouraged girls to stand up for what they believe in. And shows them that they can be anything. And you know that as well as I do. Right? Right. So we can get to some headlines. I mean, we've got, uh, we didn't get to, you know, they're pulling out uh, uh, troops from Germany. Which I say, a good uh, I'd like to bring more than what they're bringing home home, but at least they're pulling them out of Germany and they're moving them into other countries and they're bringing home uh, five or six thousand back to the states. Um, you know, good, no problem. Get these men home. We have uh, congressman uh, filing criminal referral against Facebook. Good luck. Good luck. I mean, you're already going to try to break them up, so now you're going to file lawsuits against them too. Come on now. We have Volkswagen and Audi. They are, they are already down $95 billion to these diesel gate settlements, and there's more coming. So, I mean, I, we can, I haven't talked a lot about the diesel gate with uh, Volkswagen, but they uh, covered up a huge lot. It's just incredible what they did. And, you know, they got, they got busted for it, and now they're paying for it. Good for them. We can talk about... Uh, we have robots. We got Maxwell and Epstein. We got Ellen. Oh, Ellen. Let's. Oh, my gosh. What? How is she even still on television? How is she even still on television? They are not giving up. It is unrelenting uh, against Ellen DeGeneres right now. I mean, every week there's at least one new story coming out of what a horrible person Ellen is. And they want this lady off the air as soon as they can. It's amazing to me. And before some of the earlier stories seemed to be, eh, give me a break. It's, you know, like the security guy, her security guard. She didn't say hello to me. Well, shut up. You're a security guy. And, you know, people talking about uh, how, uh, they, I just came in for, I had to do the interview and then I had to leave. We didn't hang out and have tea. Okay. Well, all right, whatever. But then, you know, yesterday I see a story where, uh, there's a radio host in Australia who was working for the today show in the Australian today show. And they had set up an interview with Ellen and, and uh, as time went on, more rules continued to drop on being able to do the interview and it talked about um producers told him uh no one is to talk to ellen so you don't talk to her you don't approach her you don't look at her now they were flying in 
from Australia, and he makes a point of, you know, they were flying in at their own expense. I mean, is Ellen supposed to pay for the TV team to fly in and interview her for to promote her show on their show? I, you know, I. But they flew in at their expense to tape the segment, and uh, the original deal was that she was going to co-host the show with them, and then uh, now nah, she's not going to do that. Uh, she's, she's not going to do that. And then it kept getting down to, well, it's just going to be a sit down interview and that's it. And then, uh, it's just going to be a set interview with, uh, Richard Wilkins, the one Australian TV presenter. And that's, and it's going to be, uh, everything is controlled. You guys come in here. We're going to have the set, the lights, the chairs, it's going to be set up and it's going to be set up, uh, one way. And when she comes in, you're not to talk to her. She's going to come in. She's going to sit down on the chair and you're going to do your interview and then she's going to get up and leave and that's it. And you're going to leave her be. No one is to talk to her. Uh, so you don't approach her. You don't look at her. She's going to come in. She's going to sit down. She's going to talk. And then she's going to leave. Now, the radio host says, you know, he doesn't know if Ellen is a bad person because he never talked to her, right? He was following the rules. This was just the rules that were set up. So, you know, you're led to believe, right? That if it's her people that are treating and telling other people outside of the group, not to look at her, don't talk or talk to her, don't approach her, don't do anything to her. She's going to sit down and then that's it is that you believe that that's coming from her, right? Um, you have to believe that you just have to believe now. Do you have to be a nice person to be in television? No, no. I mean, we all have, I mean, I have the similar rules as Ellen uh, when I do interviews like that for the Australian today show. I say, guys, no, yeah, look, you can come in and just don't talk to me. I don't have, I don't have a staff like Ellen, so I have to tell him myself, don't talk to me, and uh, I'm going to sit here, and that's it. That's just the way it goes. Do you have to be a nice person to be on television? No, but you're not supposed to be, you know, an evil ruler dictator. But that's what gets you to the place you're at most of the time, being this. This ruler, right? But they, she's gone. She's done. She's done. She should have never, and and she just wanted to see a football game with some people that she liked. She just wanted to see a football game, an NFL game with people that she liked. So she went to the Dallas Cowboys game, and she sat in, in a Jerry Jones booth in the box, and there's George W., and there they are during a football game. I mean, is she supposed to walk out? Is she supposed to not talk and look mad and be angry and all of that during the game? I guess so. I guess so. She's supposed to hold up a sign. I I didn't invite him. He's here because of them, not me. I'm not talking to him. I, you know, maybe she should have tweeted that. But she sat, you know, she sat next to him. And they were, they were comfortable. But it was very interesting because yesterday we talked about George Bush speaking at yeah. Lewis. Everybody was in yeah. love with him. It was 
unbelievable how like you don't have to agree politically with him exactly right he spoke so good now that is a real presidential talk blah 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 so wait Uh a minute so when george bush is speaking at, at the funeral of representative john lewis it's okay for us to like Warmer. him. It's, that's correct. It's okay correct. for him Just to like it, him. Sorry. Um, okay, let's put it like this. The dead joke, so. John Lewis. He was talking in the funeral of the dead John Lewis. Um, <laughs> and now we're supposed to like him. We're Oh, he's so good. But God forbid, Ellen DeGeneres sits next to him. Well, and I, I believe that that, you know, that was the beginning of the the bringing ellen down now it, it, you know if you go back and and follow the thread maybe maybe there was something else but i it 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 certainly seems like that was the main draw to start bringing ellen down and you're right uh you know it's proof that it's never enough right then the guy who spent Eight years, more like nine, really, if you count the campaign. And he's and maybe even after that, we're talking maybe 12 since he's continued. Uh, the guy who has that spent at least, the very least, eight years beating up George W. Bush, Barack Obama, spoke at the same funeral after W. And so we're back to hating W now. Because, that, I mean, it was always his fault. Right, but we but we hate Trump more. Wait, because after watching both speeches and looking online, the hate was more towards Obama because he used the platform to bash and politicize Bush. Talked about they love him for it. Really, because they. that's not what I saw on social media. Because Obama did not trend at all. Bush did. Well. I mean, it was not a good thing. Uh, I talked a little bit about it this morning on Pat Unleashed. Um, I really, I, it was, it was agonizing to watch him and listen to him. I mean, we talked about it a little bit yesterday too, uh, you know, when it was live, it, it was really, really, I, I was, I was, I was angry at myself for being so <laughs> angry at him. <laughs> I didn't want I don't want to not like him that much but I just do and you know you're right he was it was all it was less about the greatness of John Lewis and uh, more about uh, stoking the fires and hate Trump right I know he didn't mention Trump's name but you know damn well what he was talking about and then Trump isn't any better I mean Obama started talking and he calls a press conference and brings the press corps in for a, an event. Uh, what are you doing? Why you got to do that? Why? It just anyway, uh, plan on Ellen uh, taking some well-deserved time off from her show. I mean, there's plenty of people uh, that are starting up. Uh, they've got the, the new talk show, right, with What's-Her-Face that they're pushing. The new syndicated talk show that's supposed to be, you know, she's trying to be this nice person. Uh, uh, no, then what's her face? Uh, Barrymore, Drew Barrymore. Uh, she's got a new syndicated talk show coming out, and it's supposed to be, you know, this 
we're all friends and we all got uplifting stories and life is wonderful and we've got to think positive. And, you know, so maybe, maybe it's the Drew, maybe it's the Drew Barrymore mafia coming after Ellen. Got to knock the king off to take over. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, they do not want Ellen on the air anymore. And maybe it's just because she's a bad person. The big Epstein files were released. Uh, Jelaine is back in the news again, and so is Jeffrey Epstein. And so is a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of news uh, about Bill Clinton, about the Prince, about Jeffrey Epstein, about, you know, uh, who was on uh, the Lolita Express, who came to the island. And, you know, Clinton has already said that he was, he flew with them like, I think four times, according to the stuff that was released, it, it shows, uh, 11, uh, you know, I, okay. Uh, there's a couple people that say they remember Bill with uh, you know, these two young girls from New York uh, on the island. But other than this person saying it, we don't know, know that that's true. Um, you, you, you know, you believe it because it's Bill Clinton, but you don't know that it's true. I mean, he's got it out there, right? Uh, remember, Courtney Love was in the was in his address book when we went down the address book and she wasn't too happy about that. When asked about it, she said she wanted Jeffrey Epstein uh, burning in hell uh, because her name was found in his address book. <laughs> and you know, uh, the, uh, the attorney, Alan Dershowitz, who has been, you know, in the forefront with Epstein as well. Uh, he has said he had, nothing to do with any of this and was never, you know, on the Island, not uh, with the girls. I think he's flown on the plane and he said he has documents that, you know, prove that he wasn't there or whatever the case is. I mean, he's denied it, uh, any of the illegal illegalities, but, uh, and he's also said that he had hoped that there's video evidence because that will prove him innocent. Okay. I hope that's true. Alan, because uh, we know there's video coming, right? We talked, I mean, if you go back uh, to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, uh, we did an interview uh, about uh, uh, Jelaine when she first uh, went to trial. And uh, I talked with Dylan Howard, and we talked about how there are videos of what they confiscated uh, down in Miami, West Palm. Uh, so we, you may assume that there is other videos, uh, out there because Epstein was a believer in cameras everywhere. So, I mean, if that's, if that's true and there's actual video evidence of, you know, New York or the Island or on the plane, and we actually get to see at least the ones that they confiscated in, uh, in Florida, Okay, you better hope you're not on there. You better hope you're not on there. Because <laughs> even just the mention of you being on that tape is going to get you, and you're going to have more than Courtney Love wishing you to burn in hell, I'll tell you that. 
All right, let's go to the break room. I desperately need something. Oh, my gosh. Sounded so good. An, an ice-cold can of water. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so uh, we can head back to the headlines a little bit. Uh, we had the story about the New Jersey cops uh, breaking up the COVID party. Uh, there's people in Florida now having uh, COVID parties, too, that uh, they're reporting on. The neighborhoods are uh, just having, they're, they're like, well, how come that area is closed off? And everybody is just partying. And, and by COVID parties, I mean nobody uh, wearing masks. Nobody social distancing, everybody partying, drinking, doing uh, illegal drugs, and, uh, you know, you're going to get sick. At least that's the, that's the thought. No matter what, you're going to get sick. In fact, the thought is that all these people are going to just be dead. Uh, so they've got to stop people from gathering because, well, it's for your safety. Hello. Uh, we have a story of uh, Minneapolis residents uh, patrolling their own neighborhoods now. <laughs> I mean, we knew it was coming. These cities are defunding the police department. They're they're pushing the narrative that police are bad. And so I got news for you. Most people, and I say most, most people don't want their property ruined. I know. <laughs> I know. I know it comes as a shock. But... Most people, when a when when a, when a crowd, <laughs> you know, of peaceful protesters, uh, show up in your neighborhood, it isn't a welcoming hug you want to give them. It just isn't. I mean, we have the couple in St. Louis that are being, you know, that remember they came out with the peaceful protesters that had knocked down their gate, and now they're in trouble because they came out with guns. And they've, you know, they were, they're going, they're being indicted for this. And we're now we're getting, uh, we're getting news that the, uh, the attorney for the state in St. Louis tampered with evidence because the pistol that she, the lady was waving around, uh, wouldn't fire. They used it for some other trial. So they had made it so it wouldn't fire. So it was just a showpiece. It's just, they want us to hate police officers. They want us to hate police officers. And that gets me to uh, what Chris has been whining about all morning. Did you hear the Fort Worth Police Department send off one of their police officers? He was retiring, and it was so good. You should just listen to it. It's so good. I don't know. Is that the same police department that's flying helicopters around my neighborhood? Lincoln, 514. 24 and 62 for the last time. No, here he goes. Lincoln 514, Mad Dog Collinsworth, ID 2400. We want to thank you for your 33 years of service to the Fort Worth Police Department. Wow. We hope you enjoy this next chapter of your life, and we look forward to hearing you on the dirt bike on the trail. You will be missed. Last time checking out at 1533. Lincoln 514, clear. It's been an honor to serve the city for the last 33 years. And thank you for the officers and the dispatchers for keeping me safe. Thank you. Is he crying? Don't be missed. Is he crying? Thank you. 
police officer crying. I know, I know, I got it. We all love it when they say, 33 years, that's a long time, man. And look around what's going on around in the world. Uh, it's time, right? I mean, maybe he sticks it out for 40 if we don't have what's going on uh, around the country and in Fort Worth and Dallas and all, I mean, really all over. Uh, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, that's a good time to decide, you know, I don't really want to, I don't really want to retire. I still like doing my job. I can still do my job. I'm out here uh, protecting people and, uh, you know, helping people, <laughs> you know, the, the way police actually are and not how they're portrayed. <laughs> uh, and, you know, maybe now's a good time. Maybe now's a good time. I just say, mm, I'm going to go. I'm going to retire. And it might not even be him, right? I mean, maybe that's why he's crying because he, he doesn't want to give up his job. And, you know, maybe the wife is like, um, you know, it's time for you to retire. And uh, maybe we just move to the mountain somewhere. How about that? I mean, that's very possible. I don't know the man. I don't know the story. But uh, after 33 years and look around at uh, the weather right now, um, not a bad call on his part. Not a bad call on his part at all. And I see where uh, my man Grady Judd is trying to, uh, you know, they're giving him a hard time over uh, his press conference on the guy that, uh, you know, murdered the three people that he called evil. Remember, I played you some of that press conference uh, earlier this week or last week where he called the guy uh, uh, the personification of evil. And, I mean, Grady is, I love him. Uh, he's one of the best. I do. I love him. Why don't you marry him then? Well, I mean, I, I don't love him enough to marry him, but I do. I do love him. But I know that they're, uh, you know, trying to give him a hard time now for uh, having a press conference like that because it taints uh, the jury pool and it taints this and taints that. I'm willing to bet that he doesn't care. <laughs> it's just a, it's a thought. It's just a thought. I mean, I, I've talked to Grady uh, personally uh, many times. Many times I haven't talked to him in you know quite some time, but I, I was once uh, when he was sheriff. I was uh, maybe I haven't told you this before, but I, I worked in Florida for a while, and uh, I worked in uh, well I lived in Pinellas County. I worked in Hillsborough County, and Grady is the uh, sheriff of Polk County, which is just the county over from Hillsborough County. And uh, so you know he was local news, and we talked to Sheriff Judd quite often, and uh, he's a good man. He's a good man. I know, you know, he's one of those police officers that we're supposed to hate, but, uh, he doesn't like bad guys. And that's what makes a, a good police officer in my eyes. When you don't like bad guys and you help protect the good law abiding citizens from the bad guys, <laughs> that makes you a pretty good person. I think. How do I know? <laughs> Okay, so uh, have you been out to, you've been, I know, Chris, you have been uh, out to restaurants uh, to dine and be a part of the unwashed masses during our coronavirus lockdown. Have you not? Yes, I've been, 
<laughs> what do you call those? Patronage? Patronage? Yes. A uh, couple of locals. Uh, okay. Why you ask? Because I'm kind of scared well, I just, now. I was, just, I was just asking. You, know, you went, in, they went into these restaurants and you dined. Yes. And uh, you, I was wondering, because we're getting more stories now of restaurants and putting up uh, mannequins to make the restaurants seem fuller. I'm and not to going. also help in social distancing. Have you witnessed that? No, I haven't. In the restaurants and that you frequent. If you are a restaurant tour, I think that's the word. And if not, I just made a new word. Um, no, it's, there, a, it's a word. Okay. It's okay. a word. Don't give yourself too much credit. Okay. I like that the restaurants are empty. So don't try to fill them up with fake stuff. Like, that's the reason why I'm going now because, one, there's no wait time. And usually everybody, Fisher. I've noticed an increase of hospitality points. You have really? no idea how much, okay, sounds bad, but how much ass kissing there is as a customer when you walk into that door. The only thing they are not doing is picking you up and bringing you to the table because of social distancing. <laughs> but if they could pick you up and, and lift you so that you don't have to walk, they will do it. That's how hospitality. Um, oh, I love it. I actually love that restaurants now are so hungry for that tip. Are so. Oh and, yeah, I mean, look, they've they've got to survive. And right? they have to. For the first time in five six years, I tipped because Jeffy, kid you not, the service was. You pissed me off so immaculate. Bad. And I even tip how everybody's tipping now where it says 2020, which kind of pissed me off because I, I put 2020 on the tip on a, I think it was like a $70 bill. Um, I put 2020. And What uh, does that mean, 2020? Oh, uh, Trump. I, mean, I know it's the year, but I mean, it's, it's uh, Trump. It, it's, it's what Trump uh, people do so that they can say, I support Trump with, when you tip. So you, you, but you, you tip them 20%? No, you tipped them twenty dollars and twenty cents. Got it. That's yeah. twenty twenty. Got yes. it. Okay. I, I'm not. I, I don't know why I didn't know that. That's weird. That makes sense though. I got it. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did that, and even my wife Although was like, "Although that's seventy dollars." Uh, by the way, ten uh, percent would be seven. Fifteen percent would be. Uh, that's that's more than more than ten. You're good. Okay, fine. By the way, like I said, I don't. I feel like you've missed the whole. I haven't tipped. In five to seven years. You know what? Just because you haven't tipped, the waitress or waiter doesn't know that. Oh, they know that. So, they, all, they There's a waitress and waiter network that they take pictures for the people that don't tip. I believe that. There should be. But anyways, I felt so good tipping that I just wanted to bring it up. But, Fisher, you have to go before the whole states open up again because experiencing the hospitality it's pretty good it's pretty good i liked it so are we recording again yes okay i just want to be clear because for those of you that aren't aware oh and, no you know, are you gonna bring i know it up that now? those of you listening live uh to the show you know you caught you caught it because if you're not listening live it's edited out uh, but uh chris has a uh an orphanage Going out of his house. Close. You know what? And, I'll give uh, you that. Yes, I do. No, I, 
That's, I know. That's what I'm calling. That's what I'm calling. So, uh, you know, they have they have children there, and uh, you know, from time to time, the kids make noise. That's what they do, right? And we get it. I, I really, seriously, I'm not making fun of the kids. But uh, what I am going to make fun of is Mr. Chris Cruz, Mr. I'm the man, Mr. I'm the man. As the kid is crying, he turns to his wife. Can you take him into the other room? Oh my gosh. You, how long have you been married now? Two. Already. Already. Okay. You have lost. Okay. Do do you really want to open that door? Because you also put up a great front of what I say goes. You're damn right it is because I'm the man. Yeah. But then when Amber speaks, you listen. The, the trick is is to pretend you listen. But you still do. You still I do. I don't know Jeffy, what you're talking about. How many times have you gone outside? How many times have you gone to the store? A lot. You gone inside the store. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't I believe have. you. You're not allowed to go inside the store. I have. Your wife allows you to drive the car to take the kids to the store. Or drive the car I, I, to the pickup, and you pick up the groceries at Walmart. But I Mr. Fisher, gas. Mr. Fisher does not go inside because the wife said you're not allowed to go inside. That's not, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. When you ask her for permission to go to the studios, what did she say? And how long did it take who, you to man up? Who goes to the studios? Me. How long did it take you to man up to just say, you know what, I'm going to the studios? I remember these conversations that were off the air, and I'd never brought them up. I don't recall those. Or when she says, I'm getting a new camera, and you says, no. What does she do? She gets that new camera. Or when she says, hey, can you take, can you take you know, dad to the doctor's house? Oh, no, I'm busy. Oh, yeah, you take him to the doctor. Or when she says, hey, my sister's coming over. I don't want the sister here. The sister's still there, right? Can we get a sister status? Sure. Uh, the one, the the one sister, sister uh, lives in Florida. Uh-huh. And the other one? Uh, the other one uh, had a place in Florida. And where is she currently right now for the last, what, two years? No, stop it. Oh. Years. Okay. Let's stop. A year. Where she's been for a year. Well, it hasn't been here. Because for the first, I mean, she hasn't been here for a year straight. Huh? Yeah. Now she's been in Texas. Okay. She's been in Texas. You know, because at the beginning of the lockdown, she happened to be somewhere else. Somewhere that somewhere else that was in a big lockdown and couldn't leave. And oh man, was I bummed. Were you bummed? Were you trying to get her out of the lockdown and you know try to write a letter and get her back here? When we loosened up a little bit of the lockdown, we got her back. So good for you. Good for you. There's that. There's that. You good now? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. You are. You have lost your manhood. All right. So we have some breaking news, and I know that we don't have time to do the breaking news in this portion of the show. And, you know, if this was, you know, if we were actually, you know, the Chewing the Fat Network, uh, we'd just 
just do the breaking news. But we have other affiliates to, you know, to concern ourselves with. So just know that uh, for those of you listening now that are freeloaders and don't subscribe to this podcast, you're going to miss the breaking news, which is just another reason why you need to subscribe to Chewing the Fat podcast. It's just that important. So subscribe. Find the platform you like. You know, Spotify, iTunes, maybe iHeart, and then, you know, subscribe to Chewing the Fat so you get the entirety of Chewing the Fat and not just bits and pieces of fat. You don't want just little bits and pieces of fat. You want the whole blog of fat. I think you can quote me on that. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Chewing the fat because you know when CTF records, news happens. Let's go to our man on the street, Jeffy, who has breaking news for the show. Jeffy, are you are you there? I am, Jeff. I'm right here, and I've got breaking news for you. Earlier today on your broadcast, you talked about how they want Ellen DeGeneres gone from the network. And I know that you're thinking, oh my gosh, did they fire her? No, they didn't. But that she has now admitted to taking responsibility as her name was at the top. So she's responded now. And the response is absolutely perfect. And it won't work, but it's perfect. Uh, she admitted that she had uh, take responsibility because uh, her name was at the top. But that the show has grown. And she has not been able to stay on top of everything and has instead relied on others to do their jobs as they knew I'd want them done. But clearly, some didn't. That will now change, and I'm committed to ensuring this does not happen again. She also referenced how she herself had been treated unfairly in the 90s when she first came out as gay. And to think that any one of you felt that way is just awful to me, is it? Uh, so she's taking, look, my name's on the show, so it's my fault. But really, it's the people I had working for me. I was hands off and I shouldn't have been. And we should have fired these people a long time ago. So I'm committing that this does not happen again. And I remember being treated bad because I'm gay. And when I came out as gay and I don't want that to happen to anyone, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, but it is a good try. And she's grit. Now she's, now she's grabbing on. Now she's grabbing on. She wants to grab onto something that can save the Ellen mountain of cash i mean of shows and her famehood good luck ellen good luck i I always liked her i always you know i always kind of liked her but i mean if she's that kind of person well it's not she's not that kind of person you just heard that uh that she's not so 
Is that it, Jeffy? Yeah, that's it, Jeff. There you have it, breaking news on Chewing the Fat, because when CTF records, news happens. Uh, but, wow, it's not going to work, but nice try. Nice try. You know, the other day we talked about the Emmys uh, when, the, when they broke, and uh, you were not here, Chris. So you and I have got to, we don't have to do it now because there's definitely not enough time to go through, uh, go through the nominations, uh, that even just the ones that we care about uh, right now. But we have to we have to talk about some of the shows because there's a few shows that I know you like that I don't, and uh, we've got to talk about the nominees. I mean, really, there's some there's some good ones. I know you're you know of course uh, marvelous Miss Dingleberry is you know up I don't there know who Miss Dingleberry is, but I know who Mrs. Maisel is. Yeah, that's the yeah Miss Dingleberry. How many marvelous did she Ms. get? Dingleberry, that show. How many did she get? I don't remember. I really don't. I was just, I was just, I'm looking at this headline that talks about the Emmys are going to go virtual in 2020, which I, you know, we talked about it the other day on the show that they're going to have to, right? They're going to, we're going to have to see all these people at home and they're going to have, you know, have to record stuff and they're going to have to know ahead of time whether they won. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be all virtual on September 20th. So, man, will it be fun! Right, the one, right, the one that surprised me. Um, I know you already went uh, through them. Was uh, I mean, I can open it back up again. I really wasn't thinking about uh, you know breaking it down. I got no problem no, doing it. I just, but the one I was the just ones... thinking about them. I was right, by the way, uh, since you heard it earlier that the show will be virtual. There's no way they get together. There's um, just not a chance. I'm surprised with 15 nominees for The Mandalorian. I'm surprised. Yeah, that was surprising. I'm surprised for Ozark having 18 nominees. Stranger Things. Why? Ozark eight. was great. The Crown, 13. Hollywood, yeah. 12. I feel like that is way too. Uh, that's not too much. That's not too much. Hollywood. What do you mean it's not too much? It's not too much. I feel like Hollywood should have been one of those that is going to like 18, 20 nominees. It was uh, great, and it was pointing out it, how difficult it was to produce something that is written by a black gay man. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, the, it plays into the hand, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, You would think that they would just, oh, crap, this is showing how not open we are and how we had all these gay people hide themselves back in the day and how we did not want to hire black people to be screenwriters maybe let's give them 25 nominations like i don't know make it look like you're trying now i was a little uh i'm not sure i'm i'm a little you know torn with the uh, outstanding costumes for a variety nonfiction or reality program because uh dancing with the stars Halloween night is nominated, which was, I mean, and then there's drunk history. Uh, the mass singer, the season kickoff of mask off. Uh, actually the mass singer probably is going to win this Rup- Oh, RuPaul's drag race. Ooh. See those and are a the, Saturday night live with Eddie Murphy. Are, those, so really RuPaul and the mass singer. Those, I don't care about those nominations. I'm talking about how, like, what? Nailed it, got two nominations, and Space Force got four nominations. No, but I mean, this is outstanding costumes no. for a variety of nonfiction or reality program. 
Eight? That's great for those kids. Eight <laughs> nominated for Stranger Things. No one gives a rat's ass who built that stupid costume for the Mass Singer or the stupid <laughs> costume for the RuPaul drag queens. Like, no, we don't care about that. It's America. What about outstanding directing for a variety special? Who gives a crap? Like I said, I was really surprised that Mandalorian and Ozark have yeah. so many nominations. I'm not not for Ozark, but Mandalorian for sure. I mean, like, well, that, they're, they're the that pretty good. boy show, right? Ozark wasn't that good, Jeff Fisher, to deserve what eighteen nominations. Yes. Now, that, that, if we want to talk fair good. game, I prefer Mandalorian to have eighteen nominations and Ozark fifteen. Then I'd be like, okay, no you know way. what? That Ozark makes sense. was way better than Mandalorian. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Jeff Fisher, it was movie yes. quality every single episode. No, it wasn't. Ozark was just like, okay, it's, we're going to shape blue and we're trying to do this. Okay. No. Was it Jason Bateman? Lost, I lost a little bit of respect for Jason Bateman. Season three was not good. I disagree. Of course you do. You just opened I the disagree. segment saying how many you disagree on TV shows. So, of course, you're going to disagree. Oh, okay, good. So, a couple of things I wanted to hit before uh, before we wrap it up and head into the weekend. Uh, the exciting weekend coming up for those of you listening live on the 31st of July, 2020. Uh, wow, it's the 31st of July, 2020. Four and a half months ago. Four and a half months ago is when we went into President Trump's give me 15 days. And look how far we've come. Wow. Incredible. But I see where in that four and a half months, now they were struggling before, but it certainly didn't help uh, any Remington. Remington files for bankruptcy. Gun manufacturing filed for bankruptcy. One of the oldest in the U.S. Wow. Okay. Okay. Nike. Nike. It couldn't happen to a nicer group. Nike. Scraps building their manufacturing plant in Phoenix. I guess the U.S. was not good enough. We can still continue using China, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course we can. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. And how is it possible that Walmart is laying off workers? How is that possible? I don't want, you don't need to answer. I don't want to hear it. It's part of their reorganization. Oh, okay. Listen, they're eliminating some jobs as part of our reorganization. That's all we we've informed our employees that they're going to be allowed to apply for other jobs than the company. <laughs> well, look, if they can, if they don't want to do that, we'll get them a job coach. Be fine. Don't worry about it. And, uh, you know, look, uh, it's incredible to me that they are reorganizing and Walmart is the company that had to remain open. During the lockdown, I mean, they've made, I'm sorry, business, you, I want to see the numbers that actually prove that they've, you know, this hurt them. I guess, you know, I guess it would, you know, somewhat hurt them financially, but all these other stores are closed. Everybody's going to freaking Walmart. I don't know. I don't know how they, how they can get away with Letting people go. I'm sorry. Reorganizing. Uh, they're not letting people go. They're reorganizing. So they're in a journey. I love this corporate speak so much. 
I really do. Uh, the company uh, didn't directly answer the questions that were asked of them about laying people off and severance pay and what they were doing. They did say, uh, this is about a journey to create an omni-channel organization. Oh, well, goody for you. And part of that journey to create an omni-channel organization, which is, when you think of Walmart, you think of an omni-channel organization. You think that, you know what? We're just going to have to let some people go. Sorry. Sorry. We're just trying to create an omni-channel organization. Ugh. Ugh. And I'll, here's, here's something for you. You can take with you. Here's a fact that you can take with you the next couple of days, okay? It's from at fact on Twitter. So, got to be true, right? Everything on Twitter is true. Elephants rarely get cancer because they have 40 copies of genes that code for the tumor suppressor, protein P53. You know how many humans have? Two. I think it's time that we start borrowing some elephant DNA. Now you can write your own jokes for that. But I, I lay what I do is I throw softballs out and I hope that people hit them. So there you go. What's that? You're you're already writing your elephant jokes? Oh okay. All right, because I know what the first one will be. Oh, 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 o